back home for break. It's been a while since we've done a Zoom recording. Yeah, I know. Actually, I'm Riverside today, so Riverside. Yeah, I don't know. Just we'll see if it new. works out. Yeah, I know the audio or the the video will come up just fine because we're using our phones to record, but the audio, we'll see. Praying for the best. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh boy, I see you're you're rocking in a different shirt than usual. Yeah, I know. New. Like uh, you're going to Vegas. Kind of <laughs> does actually. Maybe I should have worn this to Vegas. Honestly, you too. Green. Green's a new color for you. What's up with the green? In the in the festive spirit for Christmas coming up, I guess. I don't know. This is the same uh, shirt brand though as all the black ones. Oh. You'll Jeez. never catch me slacking with that. True Classic, um, is that what it is? You want to give a free plug? True Classic Tees, not sponsored, although True Classic, reach out if you would like to get a sponsorship. Uh, best t-shirt <laughs> brand out there. Reach out to me if you want a 20% off code, anyone listening. I know they, it, do, they do listen to this podcast, actually. So. Yeah, the founders, actually. They reached out. Yeah. Um, cool. So, dude, I was talking with... I was on FaceTime with Grant, our friend Grant Hale. And the last four days, you know what he did? He he went up to he lives in Illinois. He went to Wisconsin because one of his cousins has a Airbnb. He just rented out that Airbnb with no um no phone, no laptop, just books. Oh, that's sick. He did one of those things where he goes and just takes like a a deep work week and just doesn't even think about anything else as a chance to like meditate, relax, get spiritually connected and all of that. So I was asking him about his experience. He I was like, okay, what about the basic stuff like food? How do you cook? Like toilet paper? He said all that was there for food. He just brought an ice cooler with him that had like whatever he would need for for three, four days. Um, and he came back and he he brought 20 books with him. He said he didn't even finish one. He instead just took eight of them and read a little bit of each. <laughs> and then like- Interesting. Just walked around the lake. I mean, this place looked like a horror house, like horror movie. <laughs> He showed me pictures of it and I was like, oh my God, it had like a, an open living room with like windows all around. So someone can easily just like come bang on the door and like put a face up in the window. I don't know. It, it felt like it was straight out of a movie. Um, have you ever thought about doing something like that? <laughs> no shot. <laughs> I mean, you ever hear like the, was like Bill Gates does that where he like goes for a week and like doesn't do anything, but like, bro, yeah. I don't know. Bill Gates has done that. So he's done that to the Grand Canyon once and uh, the Amazon rainforest. And then he does like mini ones throughout the year and he goes there. He does use his laptop, but he uses that as an opportunity to just have no distractions and get like deep focus about some topic he wants to l- learn and learn about. So once he did that on sustainability, once he did that on like pandemics and diseases, that's why he's become like an expert on COVID and all that stuff. Um, yeah, we always have to talk about that <laughs> topic. <laughs> Um, and he did that to like at the end of each year also to plan out what his next year would look like as when he was CEO of Microsoft. Um, and I, I've always thought it's just like an interesting uh, way to like escape reality or to get some focus in focus work. I know JK Rowling, author of Harry Potter, when she was writing the Deathly Hollows, she needed some creative like juices flowing. So she went to some island in off the edge of Scotland that had like a castle near it so she could feel like she's in the Hogwarts area and use that to write her final book. So it's kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool topic. I don't know. Very interesting. I mean, I've done times where I like haven't had my phone for like extended periods of time. Mm -hmm. I went on a backpacking trip for like four days and I didn't have like a phone that I no service. Like they didn't work as a phone. It was just like a camera, which is like the same thing, right? Was that trip 
kind of meant to be just a regular trip and you happen to have no Wi-Fi? Or was it like, I'm going on this trip to make sure I escape my phone and escape the dopamine that comes with it? I kind of knew that I wasn't going to have my phone like working, but it wasn't the purpose of the trip, if that makes sense. Got like, it. It's a byproduct of it. What did you feel after it? Were there like times where you had withdrawals and you're like, this is weird. I need to be connected with what's going on in the world or kind of just go with the flow and enjoy it? No. I mean, it was like four days, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. that long. And there was something to do the whole time. So it wasn't like I was just sitting in the cabin, like <clears throat> looking around like, oh, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? Yeah. Or like, wow, like wonder what's going on. I was like, I don't know, backpacking. So you're just like walking mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, it's interesting. No, I also did like the whole army thing, which is like 10, 10 mm. weeks with like zero phone, but like that's also very different. So I don't know. I've never done like something specifically for the reason of not having mm-hmm. a phone. Have you? No, but I've thought about this. Like, actually, as Grant and I were talking, we were thinking, we were talking about doing something like this a month ago. I guess he actually did it, and I was the one who was just talking. <laughs> and so after he told me about this, I went on Airbnb, and I'm like, oh, now it's my turn to get a taste of what he had. And I went online and the Airbnbs are like 300 bucks, the closest ones. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not doing that for four days um, unless just, I can get uh, a cheap spot. Yeah, just get a tent. You got a tent? I know you probably was... have a tent. Just go in your backyard, bro. So I, I set like limit to $100 on the Airbnb and all I could find were RVs or tents. There were some weird things too. It was like a school bus that was turned into like a place you can sleep. There was a truck that had a tent attached to the back of it, but it's like so cold outside too. So that would be like a whole. <laughs> Grow up, bro. You'd be fine. <laughs> Wear yeah, a jacket. So, yeah, probably. But then I wouldn't be able to like get proper work in. Um, what work but, do you need to do? So, I mean, now that I have break, I've been. So I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. So Grant actually told me about a book a year ago called Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. And I read it and it's about how to stay focused in like a world full of distractions. And yeah. at the time I was like, oh, these ideas are cool, but I didn't feel like I implemented them that much or I didn't take anything away from it, like in tangible terms. Um, and I always felt in hindsight that that was because in the school environment, it was hard for me to find a period of time where I like set aside time to just get into a state of grinding. What I would do is I would like go to the Biff, obviously, which is like the business school building, which in hindsight was not productive i always thought like um oh if i go to the business building i could knock out two birds with one stone i can have fun because people like walk in and out all the time so i can have good conversations and i can go there to study but combining the two actually was not an effective strategy um in hindsight um so like i realized now that i'm here for break and i have no one else kind of distracting me um i haven't really left the house much my mom has covid um, and so I've oh, been no. able to be a lot more focused on like recess stuff on the back end. Tuesday toast. I'm doing some revamps with it, actually transitioning to a new platform and like adding a referral program and some new features. Um, and then Galleon, we've had to do a lot of work on and then just like my own personal learning. And uh, yeah, so I feel like I've been able to be a lot more focused with some of the concepts I've learned in the book. Have you do you ever feel like you consciously go into spaces of deep work or is it kind of just like happen naturally? I noticed for me that it's super context dependent on what I'm doing. Does that make sense? So like there's things that like I would never go into deep work for. Like I have some like finance assignment on like Mm -hmm. duration of bonds or something. I was like, this is so stupid. I sit there like, "Uh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this or whatever. (laughs) 
but then I'll have something that I like legitimately am interested about or like want to like I'm super passionate about, I guess. And then for me, it's super easy to like get into it and like no distractions because I actually care about it. Mm-hmm. The part that's hard is like caring about something that you don't care about or do, doing the deep work about something you don't care about. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to school and stuff, like I'm just like forcing myself to do it. And also mm-hmm. I think because there's so many different things you have to do. It's like you have like six or seven classes or something and like homework for each one. It's like a little thing. So it's hard to like get into a deep work type state for like, I don't know, a little bit of each thing mm-hmm. versus if you just have one big project to do, you can. Does that yeah. make sense? No, that makes sense. Um, my thing is like, I heard a, I heard a Naval quote, you know, I, our favorite guy. Um, <laughs> and he was like, learn. It, it, it was actually pretty powerful. He said, learn something about everything and everything about something. And I thought that was pretty cool because I feel like historically I've been the kind of guy who likes to learn a little bit about everything and put my, did my toes in all kinds of different, uh, topics that interest me, but I feel like I've never really gone extremely deep to become an expert on one thing. Um, and that's something that I, I'm kind of noticing more and more. Like, yes, I'm a finance major. I know about finance or like crypto or blockchain or that stuff, but I don't really feel like I'm, I would consider myself an expert in anything. And like when we made this podcast, we decided like this would be the kind of podcast where we are using this to share what we learn with other people so that they can learn with us as we're continuing to grow, right? We're not like preaching like, oh, we know everything and we're these experts on how to live. So you got to follow us. You know? uh, well, speak for yourself. I don't know about you. I don't know about oh, you. You're, but... you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm learning from you. Um, but yeah, have you ever thought about that? I feel like for you, it would be real estate for the one thing. Dude, I was listening to our favorite, other favorite podcast, My First Million, the other day, and they were talking about how like you have to be an expert in something. It's the same thing. You have to have like at least one like skill that you're actually really good at, and you can't just be mm-hmm. like, I don't know, they're saying like, oh, be a generalist is like a cop out. And I was thinking it, and it actually made me pretty insecure. I was like, dude, like. I don't think I have any real hard skills mm-hmm. like in any capacity that would be like super useful to someone in or s- some business venture or something. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really feel like super like an expert in anything, I guess. Like mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying. And that, that was the reason why I like am doing all these like, real estate financial modeling courses so i can at least be like better in that i don't know if i'll be an expert but yeah i've always also felt like the more generalist approach was like for me and i feel like my biggest skill is being able to figure things out in like in biggest environments but that's not a very tangible or marketable skill like how do you prove that right like that's why creating all these different kinds of ventures like i've dipped my toes in all of these but i wouldn't say like i'm an expert on graphic design or video editing just because I've made a few recess podcasts, for example, or made some mock social media posts for Simple Sprays or Galleon, you know? Um, that's the kind of thing that I feel like I've been good at, but I want to figure out something where I could just go deep and become an expert in and then have a b- bunch of general knowledge about other things. Um, so that's where I feel like deep work can really come into play. Um, I was talking to Grant and I was like, if I were to go on one of these retreats where I go somewhere and learn about something, I wouldn't just want to do what he did where he like read eight different parts of eight books. I would choose one topic and just like study the crap out of it. Find everything there is to find on the internet about it and just spend my week or three, four days just learning that. And it doesn't even have to be something that's like super marketable or like 
learn about artificial intelligence or how to code, or it's not necessarily something like that. It could be something like learn everything there's to know about World War II or the Industrial Revolution or uh, some sort of physics theory. Or it doesn't have to be, you know, something random like that, that I wouldn't normally <laughs> take my time to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no well, way. <laughs> I, well, the reason I was saying that is because um, I've seen like uh, the theory of everything and Stephen Hawking's theory in that. And then I've also seen um, Neil deGrasse Tyson stuff, but I feel like I don't really understand what they're talking about sometimes. It'd be cool to like look, pick apart one of the theories and try and understand it from the ground up. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Mm, that's so interesting. I feel like you're like these are the things that I'd be like, yeah, it'd be cool to know, and it make me feel smarter to know them. And like, I don't know, it probably opened my mind to something. Mm-hmm. But like, investing time into that just seems like hard to do. Not that I can't do it, or that I don't want to do it. It's you don't that feel the need. It's not even that either. Well, a little bit, I guess. But it's like when you have so many other things in your life going on, like it's hard to dedicate so much time to that because I already feel like there's not enough time in the day to do all the things I want to do Mm -hmm. or feel like I need to do. And so like setting aside time for something that I can't see direct correlation to like needing to do is like hard. Yeah. Which realistically is probably wrong because there is more time than you'd think. Yeah. So I guess like bringing it back a little bit. So for people who do know that topic that they want to, basically get in a state of deep work where they can get this stuff done. Or even if it's just like schoolwork or work that you have to do for uh, your employer. What are some like strategies that you see? And then I can go next as well of like how you get in the state or do you want me to start? Ah, you're really going to put me on the blast here. (laughs) That's why I offered. Um, No, that's okay. I can start with what I do. It's like, uh, I feel like your body is like on a continuum of like between, you know, being very relaxed and being very like focused or attention or whatever. And I feel like there's specific things you can do in order to like push yourself one way or the other on that continuum. Um, and for me, I think a lot of that comes to like raising your adrenaline, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So say I have to study something and I like, whatever, I had to study for like a couple hours and I'm just like not in a state that I'm like ready to study. So what I'll do is I will, number one, drink some caffeine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, I will uh, like take a cold shower. And then number three, I'll put myself in like a place where my, I'm like used to studying or whatever. So that's like going to like the certain like library that I study at. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if I'm like in my house or something, I'll like light the same candle that I light every time that I like Mm. am in one of those states. And those are like the things that I'll do if I need to like get something done, done. And I need to like focus. Um, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I love that. So um, I guess for even why it's important to get into this state, like we, uh, Jonathan just sent us that Jim Rohn video. And I don't know if you saw it, but what he was saying in it is um, it's hard for people to separate. Like there's this thought of like balance of like between work and life. But he was like, in order to achieve balance, when you're working, you have to be fully present in your work. And when you're relaxing, you have to be fully present when you're relaxing. So the example he gave was like um, when he took his family to the beach and he brought his briefcase. And when he's at the beach, he's thinking about like the work he has to do and how he's wasting his time. But then when he's at work, he's thinking about, oh, I really want to take my family to the beach, you know. But it's like living in the moment and making sure that you can 
have the benefits of both sides that come with it, right? So for me, when I think of like how to get in that state on this side of like getting into a state of deep work and like getting flow and rhythm of my thoughts and ideas, there's a few things. Number one is like preparing myself for that series of time. So number one, figure out how much time I want to dedicate to this in this given day, um, like time block a little bit and decide a clear agenda of what I want to get done during this time, right? Um, and then I will, next, I will try and eliminate all distractions that I have. Um, so like I'll use noise canceling headphones in case there's people around me. I will put go on do not disturb and kind of prime the environment around me, like you were saying, um, to make sure that it facilitates this this space. So I'll have like a clean space around me, uh, make sure I have like good lighting to work, a comfy chair, things that aren't going to be like, on the top of my mind while I'm working, like, oh, I wish this chair was more comfier. Should I move? Like, I don't want to even be thinking about that kinds of stuff. Um, and then like, I'll put away my phone. You know, I use this, um, the the kitchen timer. So I'll set yeah. this for like 10 minutes or something. That's like a Ben 10 watch. And then you press it. And I just <laughs> let that be the only kind of thing that I can see in that time. Um, so it keeps me with this like, sense of urgency that I need to get things done. And then the yeah. last thing is yeah. like, Last thing is probably like what you were saying, having some sort of rituals. Like when I get into this state of deep work, I need to have things that subconsciously make me realize I'm in this state. So for example, like you said, like light a specific candle where every time you get into the state, you smell that same thing or listen to the same kind of playlist. Like I listen to this one specific piano study music playlist every time I'm getting into this kind of state. So that helps me remember it. Um, I drink caffeine before usually drink coffee before I'm going to. And then um, I remember in the book, Deep Work, Cal Newport, he said that every time he completes a session, he literally says out loud, he goes, Deep Work session complete. And he puts down his pencil. It sounds so cheesy. And he wouldn't, he says he doesn't do it around other people. Yeah, imagine you're just, in the office and someone's like, Deep Work complete. You're like, Deep a robot? Like, <laughs> what the heck? But I feel like it, it's pretty powerful. Like that sends a subconscious signal like, okay, it releases this. I am done now. I can go do my shallow work or go hang out with people I want to hang out with or do whatever else I need to do, you know? So that's kind of, those are some things that I've tried to implement a little bit and have worked out well so, so far for me. Yeah. I think it comes down to like a, a couple things. So like you have to do something for each of these like three areas, your brain, your body, and your, uh, mind. What? Oh, no, wait. No, I, <laughs> you already said that. No, oh. like our, no, our, our location or our, like external area, I guess. Right. So like for me, I'd like choose one thing for each of these and like do something for it. So like for brain, it could be the caffeine for body. It could be, I don't know, somehow raising my adrenaline. So that could be like a cold shower or a couple jumping jacks or something. And then, which is, it looks so stupid. <laughs> do you do jumping jacks right before you're about to like do your finances? <laughs> and it was like, what the heck? And I'm like, deep work session in activated <laughs> and everyone's like yo what <laughs> and then and then i grind out my homework and then the third thing would be like your um like external area where you're at so that could be like lighting a candle it could be like uh i don't know sitting at the same spot in like a library or something like you were saying mm -hmm. like priming your brain or your like self to be in a state of deep work mm -hmm. and uh that kind of works for me another thing i will say that i'll mention that that helps me is i know you were saying like the study music piano music or whatever yeah that's that's good I also know that if you've ever heard of it, 40 Hertz Binaural Beats. You ever heard of this? No, what's that? It's basically, dude, I'm not going to talk about the science because I don't understand it and I'll sound stupid. But basically, like, it's this sound. You can, like, look it up on YouTube. You put in headphones and it, like, makes, it's like a tone. It's like, and it goes, and it, like, does it back and forth, like, through each ear, I guess. And 
somehow it like it stimulates some area in your brain like no works way. on focus. Yeah, I'm serious. It actually it, works. Is this like on Spotify or you have to you go on, YouTube? on Spotify or YouTube or whatever? I just do it. For, I have like this one YouTube I listen to and I listen to it for like 10, 15 at the beginning of my things. I'd be like, but then <laughs> you have to, do, there's like a two hour one. And one time I did it and I was like, I, I started it like some, for some reason I had like been listening before and listening before and you know, you can go back to a YouTube, you like listen back from the time it like ended. So I was like at towards the end and I didn't realize it. And I ended, I was like full focus mode and like some ad popped up. I was like, oh, <laughs> I freaked out. Uh, so, so be careful about that one because I don't get you. Oh my you. God. I, I used to listen on YouTube in like middle school to Minecraft music in the background while I'm studying. But then all it made me want to do is just play Minecraft. So I couldn't even focus. <laughs> You're telling me you were like listening to music to study in middle school? <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. Because some friend no had recommended way. it. No way. You know what I was doing in middle school was like two plus two is four. And then it's like, all right, homework done. (laughs) We were learning about the biomes of the Chesapeake Bay um, in science. So it was pretty intense stuff for me back then. You should do some deep work about that. That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think it's just like to tie it back. It's just more important than I always realized. Like these last three years, like I mentioned, I always used to study in a place where like all my friends are around me. And quite frankly, that's why I would be up till 2 a.m thinking I have so much work to do. It's just that I was not fully engaged as I was doing my work. So I couldn't really get in these like states of productivity. And I think it takes a bit, like even if I say, okay, I want to get into a state of deep work and I light my candle and I drink my caffeine or do your jumping jacks or whatever. I think even once you sit at your laptop or get out your paper or whatever, it still takes 10, 15 minutes to get into the state of like, okay, now I'm grinding, you know? But if you're yeah. at the Biff or around a bunch of other people who you want to talk to, like every 10 minutes that'll get interrupted and nothing will get done, I think. Right. I think the the big thing that you mentioned that I think is important is like having like blocks of each time where it's like deep work versus like not deep work. Because I've noticed that for me personally, once I've started, like say I have some homework or something to do and I get into like, I do it and then I'm done versus like, I'll do it a little bit and then like wait for it or I'll like put it off and then whatever. When I clear, have a clear subsect between like the two types that I'm doing. So maybe I'm like just hanging out or whatever versus then I'm working those two differences. Having those like huge for me because when I just live my like daily life and I'm just like walking around or something, I'm not thinking like, Oh, I have that thing to do. I have that thing to do. And it's not just like stressing me out all day. Mm -hmm. Like I still have that project. I still have that project. It's like, I'm just like hanging out, whatever. And like, I feel fine. And then, I, when I go to do that project or something, then I go and do that project and I'm just doing that. And it's not like they bleed into each other. Cause when they bleed into each other, you just like, are like perpetually stressed out about all the things you have to do. Cause you're always going to have things to do like no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so if you're always thinking about them when you're like not doing them, it, it can be kind of dangerous for like, I don't Definitely. know, your little like happiness or whatever, or you're like just feeling not stressed all the time. Yeah. I I, like on that note of not stressed historically, I've been a huge procrastinator uh, for like schoolwork because it works because I always find a way to get it done. Right. So I always thought like in my mind, oh, if I work at night at like 10 p.m. and the assignments do at midnight, like I'm going to have the sense of urgency and that external pressure is good for me because I'll get it done right there and then and I'll be fully focused. So I always thought in my life that like I'm a nighttime person. I like to do things at the last minute because it helps me. <laughs> but that was probably just an excuse. Like That's literally the only reason that that is because like someone said, oh, homework's due at midnight. And you're like, oh, <laughs> got to wait yeah. till 10 o'clock to do it. Exactly. But now, and but like the rest of the day until 10 p.m., I'm thinking like, 
in the back of my mind, oh, I got to make sure that I do this later on. And that's bugging me the whole time, but I try and just shove it to the side and 10 p.m. comes and I'm ready to work and I get it done. And it all works out in the end. But I've noticed more recently that if I do that same work at like eight in the morning and I finish it by 10 a.m., I feel so much better the rest of the day. It's just, I just feel good inside, even though it didn't really change anything in terms of me getting it done quicker or not, you know? Yeah, um, I think the procrastination thing like makes you feel bad because like, because you feel like you're pushing it off until later. And like, you feel like you're not doing it now when you should. And you're like, I had this thing looming over me. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it like so annoying or like stressful or whatever. But for me, like one thing that does help is like just doing it earlier, like getting the procrastination stuff out of the way or just like not calling a procrastination say like, I'm going to work on that mm-hmm. at this time. And then not thinking about it all day until then. And then it comes that time and then you get down and you do it and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And great. <laughs> See, like what I used to think was um, that if I do work throughout the day, I'm going to still be doing work at night because I'll be working slowly and then I'll never get time to like play or do whatever as a kid. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I might as well play first and then I can procrastinate and get the thing done very quickly. Now I've gotten my play and work in. But honestly, that was such a flawed philosophy. And I feel like now, as long as I like time block that. So in the morning, if I get all my work done, then I set a conscious like decision that, okay, now that it's like 4 p.m. from 4 to 7 until dinner, I'm going to just it's just going to be a leisure time and I could do whatever I want during this time and I don't have to stress about it. Um, I heard J- Jeff Bezos define stress as like, uh, he said it's when there's something that needs to get done and you know you have the power to do it, but you're not doing it. And then you're getting stressed because it's something in your control that you're willingly choosing not to do right now. So that's why like if you're at dinner with friends and you know you have an assignment due, it's like you know that at this time you could have skipped dinner and done your assignment. That's why you're feeling stressed right now, um, which is interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. I think the deep work thing is like pretty cool, pretty uh, pretty interesting topic. Maybe we should look more into it. Yeah, I think great book for anyone who's looking for a recommendation by Cal Newport.